This is Healthy Business with Dr. Charles Moak. Learn how to help transform your business into a wildly profitable, well-oiled machine. Start practicing healthcare that not only benefits your patients and your community, but grows your business. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Cam Carmen, and today Dr. Moak and I are talking about his book, The Abundance Machine and How to Transform Your Business. And you talk about something called the seven switches. Tell us about those. Okay, so we went through a process. We had to fix some things in our business to be able to scale. And one thing I found was that my process ability was a zero. In fact, I took a test called predictable success. And I'm over the top on visionary, which makes me dangerous for growing a business Mm -hmm. and very long process. And if you're very visionary and you create things of value, but there's no process behind it, it is not repeatable. By the same token, a process that doesn't create value is worthless. So we measured everybody in the company and figured out who had the process ability and different skill sets. And we started building processes around core part parts of the sales cycle for our business. We found those things that were wildly successful that weren't really defined or clearly measured. So we started defining and clearly measuring them. We found that there was seven. And what's interesting about seven is if you increase seven things 10%, it works like compounding interest and you actually double production. Oh, okay. So that was our thing was a drive drive production, which helps us create our, our goals and missions. So switch number one is, I used to call it lead generation, but now we call it persuasion after Dr. Cialdini's book on persuasion. And that's where, how do you get people to know about what we do, who we are? And uh, when we look at our website and our office and what people are saying about us, we want it to be about the same. You know, we're innovative, we're high quality, we're going to take good care of you, we care about your employees, we have to be very consistent. And that leads to more people like contacting us. That's switch number one. Switch number two is called answer the effing phone. Yes. And that is where, uh, we actually use a different word than that. We use the word that I cannot say in a recording, <laughs> but I can say it in public because my staff forgives uh, me swearing. And the, uh, it's not just answering the effing phone, but it's also answering it and getting, uh, getting an appointment made. So the patient wants, has called and they want to have something solved. They really want to come in and see us. But typically, a person answering the phone might try to do the diagnosis of the phone and essentially get rid of the, get rid of the right. inquiry. Right. So we've done mystery calls on probably 100 practices, and we find that, in general, we think that people that are calling in have about a 30% chance of actually getting to see the doctor. And it's sort of like the scarcity mindset. They think they're protecting the schedule by keeping the patients away. You know, you'll see this huh. in your life and start looking at it that way. So we, we have a five-star call system, and we have mystery calls every week, and we monitor that. We record the calls, and we track every employee that's answering the phones. We don't track them. They track themselves. So they have a team, and they listen to each other's calls, and they coach each other. So our case acceptance rate is about 82%, when the industry is about 35%. Step number three is a big problem in doctor's office, getting the patient to show up after they've booked. Sure. So there's a high no-show rate because I think, you know, like years ago, if we had an event we would book 100 people with RSVP and 130 would show up. Now if we have 100 people RSVP, 40 show up because people overcommit and underperform. Sure. And it's just like nature. It's, it's natural what's happening now. I don't think it's even generational. It's just across the board. So we do some reminders and some language we use with the customer to make sure that they understand that this is important for us to get them in on a lot of time. Otherwise, we've got a doctor and a staff that block time for them and it's a colossal waste of time if somebody cancels because they forgot they had an appointment. Right. So we want to get them to show up. And uh, it still remains a problem because some of our offices really are making people wait a little bit too long. We're going to fix that. But if we have people scheduled within a week, they'll, they'll probably show up. Twist number four is uh, for us getting them into their diagnostic procedure. So in the case of the venous disease, which is our big driver, it's an ultrasound. We try to do it the same day whenever possible so we make sure we have enough staff and equipment and spaces available. So number five 
is to start production as scheduled for the first procedure. There's a lot of things getting away there. So there's authorization from their insurance company. It's uh, getting something called de- de- determination. There's all these things we have to do that if we don't do it really efficiently, we push a patient off long enough where they're going to, something else comes up in their life where they can't get it done until another, another big problem happens. We want to treat them early. Right. And if we start production, we want to finish. So most people require three to five visits. So if, and they'll, they'll stop for whatever reason and get, think, get in their way. Just like you're supposed to clean your teeth every six months, you're really doing it, right? You know it's healthy for you. Mm-hmm. So they start, they stop, finish production. Finish production, number seven, then do they give us a refer, first patient, or give us a review so we can start that cycle over again. Mm-hmm. And when we look at businesses, we've acquired several and we've grown them all. We apply a little energy to every one of the switches. The business grows. Now, obviously, we have to hire more people, get more buildings, uh, more back office things we have to fix. But that's a fundamental issue. And those KPIs, all those key performance indicators I mentioned, all switches, we do measure. And we review those on a weekly basis. If you want readers to take something away from your book, what would it be? Number one is, well, I answer the phone. But uh, <laughs> I want them to, so the reason I wrote the book was that we were, Mark Bauer was a guy that, uh, he's a, CPA down in Texas, and he was kind of coaching me when I was trying to rebuild our business for more success. And he says, you know, Dr. Mulk, you'll tell anybody who will listen how to run their business more successful. And even the ones you're looking at buying, you offer to coach them to success if they don't want to sell. Why don't you just write a book and explain it? And the people that don't need much help can fix their practice or improve it or scale it. And when they do need your help, they'll realize that you're an expert and you can acquire them or work with them. So really it was an opportunity for us to achieve our goal, which is saving healthcare. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at, right now we're coaching a couple of businesses that aren't even in our primary business line because they have something that they have to offer the society that we are really not gonna offer. And I don't wanna buy the business, but I want them to succeed. So we're, we're coaching them for success. One, we're not charging them, it's just something we're doing is we wanna save healthcare. Our, our goal is to save 10 billion a year by 2025 and then 100 billion, but I can track how we're doing. So there's, there's a guy in Buffalo, New York, brilliant guy but his goal is to reduce amputations in upstate New York and amputations are obviously a horrendous human cost right but economically it's about 1.8 million dollars over the patient's lifetime related to that amputation on the hospital and the amputees that you see on the street they have usually traumatic amputation the ones that have amputations from critical circulation they never get out of the hospital generally they go into a nursing home and then they die so it's really a horrible disease and there's a way to reverse it there's a guy down in Tennessee that wants to lower hysterectomy rates Oh. Through a minor venous procedure, mm-hmm. uh, for because there's you know, gynecologists know I do hysterectomy, take the uterus out, but there's actually an alternative for about thirty percent of women. Very simple that they don't need to have the surgery. So we're coaching his business too, and uh, using kind of our book as the thing for them to read. Right. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, the book is like the template, but it's a lot of it is a lot of work to implement. Right. Well, Dr. Moak, thank you for sharing your words of wisdom. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Healthy Business. We'll see you next time.